In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. My brothers and sisters, after hearing these readings, the first thing that comes to my mind is, thank God that God is God, and not us. As he says in this first reading, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. The other readings speak of God being near to us, God being merciful, God being that who should fill us fully, as he did St. Paul. And then this reading of the gospel in which we find Jesus saying, look, my father is going to keep seeking you out at every hour of the day. Knowing if you join him in the first hour, then you'll work for him throughout, you'll get your reward. If you find, he finds you in the last hour, you'll get the same reward. But he will never tire of going out to seek you, to look for you, to find you, and to send you to his vineyard. And he will give to each according to who he is. God is a generous God. Are you, at the end here it says, are you envious because I am generous? Am I not allowed to do with my own money what I want? In other words, you know, thank God that God is God and not us. Because our ways are not his ways, and oftentimes our justice or our lack of mercy are far from his. Our generosity can often be, yeah, great, but it can never match the generosity of God. He is always willing to seek you out. And these coming in at the different hours should not just be applied as if, okay, what hour did I get there? Did I get there in the first hour or the last? I think we can also apply it to each one of us every one of the hours. Because there's moments in our life when we've responded early to God. And there's things in our life which maybe we still haven't responded to God yet with. Because, yes, God, this much, but I haven't given him everything yet. And so there's still an 11th hour for you, too, and for me. One in which God is asking of us to let go of that one thing that we keep rather seeking out for ourselves rather than for him. Have I given it all to God the whole day? Have I given the whole hour? Have I given my whole self? That's what he wants. And he's never going to tire of seeking you out so that you give yourself fully to him and he can give you the reward that he has prepared for you from the beginning of time. You see, the first one interested in your salvation is him before you and before anyone else. The first one interested in your eternal happiness is God. More than you are and more than anyone else in your life is. God is the first one interested in you finding in him the fullness of life. That's why he created us. That's why he redeemed us. And that's why he never tires of seeking us out. It's like that famous poem, The Hound of Heaven, right? And we keep running in opposite directions often, keep trying to do things our way rather than his, think we know better. Look at the world today that rejects God and thinks, I mean, if you're a true scientist, you have to come to God. If you're not a true scientist, then you try to put science in, against God. 
They can't be against God. Science seeks the truth. Faith seeks the truth. The truth is one. And so they have to go hand in hand like St. Pope John Paul said. It's like the two wings of a bird. No? Human faith and reason go together. But our world, when it's manipulations and it's falsehoods, wants to pit them against each other as if they were contrary. No, if you believe in God, you can't believe in science. If you believe in science, well, you can't believe in God. Hogwash. Anybody who says that's a fool, they're ignorant. They have no idea what they're talking about. Because both of them seek the truth, and the truth is one. If you truly and honestly seek the truth, faith enlightens your reason, and your reason helps you to understand your faith. You can't pit them against each other. But our society today, in order to deceive our young people and our new generations and in our universities and in our schools, and even now, as I've said in the last few weeks, the, the sickening things that they want to teach our kids, rather than accept the truth, even scientifically. We could talk about abortion forever, and they can say what they want. But scientifically, we know scientifically that every human life on this planet began at the moment of conception just like yours did. So you can't scientifically say that it's not a human life just because in its beginning it's cells that are coming together. It's a whole new DNA, but your life started there and you cannot deny it scientifically. And yet science will want to, the false science, will want to say no, it's not yet, three weeks, six weeks, whatever. Hogwash, lies. And we're so easy to digest them and take them in and because it's comforting to us to think we can do what we want, when we want, how we want, with what we want, with who we want, however we want. And that's a lie, too. Our freedom is limited by truth, by goodness, by justice, by righteousness. We're not free to do whatever we want. We're free to do what is right and good and just before God and others. And so God comes out seeking us at every hour of the day, calling us to work in his vineyard, asking us, why are you still here? No one has hired us yet. No one has brought us in, told us the truth, and given us an opportunity. Well, here I am. Go into my vineyard, and I will justly give you what you deserve. And then starting with the last, this is why the last and the first are the same, because the heavenly reward is one for all. We should pray for the ones who still haven't come to the vineyard. Not be like the others who complain because they got the same as me. No. Thank God they got the same. Right? Maybe our hearts should seek to, maybe I'm not doing enough yet in the vineyard. Even if I did get here at the first hour, what more can I do for the glory of God, for the good of souls, for the good of others? How can I bring more to the vineyard of Christ so that they can reap the reward of what he wants to give? He wants to give everyone the same, eternal happiness, eternal joy, the gift of heaven. Let's go back to that first reading. Are my thoughts like his thoughts and my ways like his ways? Maybe that's the question we should all ask ourselves today. Because as humans, oftentimes with our fallen human nature, we're far from just, we're far from merciful. We're far from generous. We're far from really being 
able to call ourselves what we are, sons and daughters of this God. We needed to learn a lot. I need to learn a lot to be more like him. No, to have a heart that is willing to always seek the good of the other, to be near, to be attentive, to be generous, to be loving, to be humble. No. Let's ask God on this day to give us the grace. Thank God that he is God. And help us, God, to learn from you, to imitate you, to be like you, and to let the truth set us free. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.